Hello and welcome. You are officially listening to the Laugh It Off podcast with Megan Ulrich Krieger. Grab your wine, water, whiskey, whatever, and stay tuned for some good laughs and some tidbits to help you become the best version of yourself. Hello, hello, besties. Oh my gosh, it is so good to be back with you guys. I feel like at this point the podcast is bi-weekly and I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, the episode last week, so I I was gonna um, schedule and edit and publish one for last week all about body dysmorphia. Uh, that had been a hot topic on my Instagram and we had some good questions and conversations regarding that. But last week was literally so insane. So the day the podcast was supposed to go up was the day before I left for a long weekend in Mexico. And just with last week being a short week in general, and I'm kind of in between some career stuff again. I'll share more of that with you guys in the very near future. Um, If you're like, how are you going through more career shit? Well, y'all, when one door closes, a million more opportunities open. And when they say when it rains, it pours, I feel like that goes both ways. Okay. Uh, anyway, so that episode will still be coming up, but I had changed today's, um, to a new topic. Well, kind of two new topics. We are going to briefly, briefly cover the fact that I literally came back from my trip to Mexico with less rights as a woman and a person with uterus in the United States than I fucking left the country with, so... That's fun. We'll briefly, not a lot. It's not going to be heavy. It's a heavy topic, but that's not what today's episode is for. We'll maybe contemplate doing like a full-length episode on it in the future. I do know my good friend Jordan Denell has done a full-length episode all about abortion. And like, it's truly just very educational and medical. It's from like an educational medical standpoint. It's not super like opinionated. It's not definitely not like an opinion piece. It's it's definitely just more here are the straight facts. And so I think that's a really informational episode. I'll try and link that for you guys if I can find it. Uh, but that is the Vaginas, Vulvas, and Vibrators podcast by my friend Jordan. So yeah, today's episode though, the, the meat and potatoes of today's episode, we are going to be talking all about some epiphanies I had when I was on this trip and w- since coming back. And that is how to kind of overcome food and exercise guilt when we are having like fun long weekends, whether it be a trip to Mexico. I really thought this episode was really good for today and really timely because we have the long 4th of July weekend coming up. And I know holidays, outings, trips, things like that can often reignite a lot of food guilt that some of us have or even like exercise guilt that some of us have. So I'm going to kind of just talk about my experience with that and how good it feels to be out of that and some tips to overcome that. But first and foremost, I just couldn't put out an episode today without at least acknowledging the fact that we are living in like fucked up times. And if you are scared right now, I am holding space for you and I love you. And even if you're like, this does this specific topic doesn't affect me, like maybe you're one of my friends out there who's currently trying to conceive and you're like, the abortion thing doesn't affect me in this moment, but you're scared for other things. I had a client of mine who she's in an interracial marriage and I had brought up, I'm like, y'all, if you think this is the only rights they're going to try and peel back from us, like wake up. And she was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for validating my fear. 
um, for my relationship and my marriage. Like I felt like I was crazy for being afraid for that. And I'm like, no. So I'm going to read you guys what I put on Instagram for those of you who don't follow. And I'll add a few extra things. And then we will dive into the food guilt and overcoming that piece of things, uh, especially in time for this weekend. So my post says, I'm a middle-class married cishet white woman with decent health insurance. I don't want kids right now, but if I became pregnant, I would be, quote, fine. And for those of you listening, if you don't know what cishet means, that's cisgendered heterosexual. So cisgendered means that I identify with the sex that I was born into. So I was born female and I identify as female. And then heterosexual, obviously. I... um am a heterosexual in a marriage with a man. So, um, and then I go on to say, it's not me I'm worried about. The the mortality rate for pregnant folks in the U.S. is 17 in 100,000. But when we look at just the mortality rate for black pregnant folks, it is 43 in 100,000. It's not me that I'm worried about. Folks with disabilities are three times more likely to experience sexual assault. A lot of folks with disabilities would die if they became pregnant. It's not me that I'm worried about. If they're willing to take away reproductive rights, we have to know interracial marriage and same-sex marriage are also on the chopping block. It's not me I'm worried about. The average age for a uterus owner to experience their first menstrual cycle is 12 years old. Old enough to bleed does not equal old enough to breed. It's not me I'm worried about. The average cost of a vaginal birth in the U.S. is $13,024, $22,000 if we're talking C-section, y'all. Meanwhile, a minimum wage in the U.S. is still $7.25 an hour. It's not me that I'm worried about. If you're celebrating Roe being overturned or sitting here thinking, what's the big deal? It's time to check your privilege and ignorance. It's okay to be against abortion for yourself, but it's not okay to force birth upon someone in a country where no one gives a fuck about the well-being of the child after it's born, where no one gives a fuck about the bearer of that child and if they die during pregnancy or birth, and where no one gives a fuck about marginalized populations. It's not a pro-life movement, y'all. Okay, it is pro-control and it is anti-marginalized populations. So that was the gist of my post and I very much stand by that. But I also went on to add um, right away in the comments that even though I just listed a lot of like scary statistics and um, scary like traumatic events, that I, I don't believe trauma needs to be a prerequisite either for you to have fucking reproductive rights. Like even if me as a married white woman with privilege became pregnant and decided I wasn't financially, emotionally, physically, mentally like stable or ready or wanting to bring a fucking child into this life, like I trauma doesn't have to happen first for me to have that reproductive right. Like I should still be able to have that reproductive right, um, even as a married woman. And I know it's so easy to be like, well, if you don't want kids as a married woman, just like take precaution or whatever. And y'all, we fucking do. But no birth control is 90, like no birth control is 100%. You know, like shit fucking happens. And for, for the government to think that they get to decide what happens in our sex lives and what happens in our, like our most intimate moments and most intimate decisions that we have to make. Like, no, no, fuck that. And I also, one last thing I did want to add too is that while this is super scary because it's very fucking real, that it's not new. 
Okay, I really want to point out that a lot of the marginalized populations that I talked about in my post have experienced like higher rates of lack of access to like reproductive rights. And hang on, let me see. Lizzo wrote something actually, which I thought was really, really good. She put it into perfect perspective. Um, Let's go find this post together. Black women and women of color have historically had disproportionately less access to family planning resources. This is a great loss, but it's not a new one. So I'm going to leave it at that. (sighs) Hugs, hugs, hugs to you guys. I fucking love you. Now let's get into what you came here for. And we're going to talk about um, food freedom a little bit, I guess, especially going into the holiday weekend. Okay, so a few realizations that I had during my Mexico trip this last weekend is that this was truly one of the first trips where it's 100% the first trip where I did not work, okay? That was huge for me. And like how freeing it is to actually fucking take a break and not care about the outside world and not check your emails and not respond to clients, you guys. Like if you are somebody who is so deeply rooted into hustle mode or just like addicted to your phone or addicted to just responding to work shit all the time, like please take a fucking vacation and literally take off, okay? Um, But aside from that, it was also one of the first few vacations. I've had a few since um, I stopped dieting where I really didn't care about what I ate or what I drank. And I know on like upon first saying that, maybe this is just like even my internalized like diet brain. I'm like, God, that sounds so unhealthy to say. It sounds so unhealthy to say out loud. Oh, I didn't care about what I ate or what I drank. But like that, that should be the goal, right? Like fucking being free of all obsessive and compulsive thoughts around food and calories and sugar and like that is what intuitive eating is that is what food fucking freedom is and I think the reason why diet brain goes to oh my gosh that's so unhealthy right away is because so many of us who have lived in restrictive food mindset for so long we just automatically think that as soon as we don't care about what we're putting in our body we're going to binge okay we're going to eat everything unhealthy and blah 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 and you know the first few weeks that you gave yourself food freedom that might fucking happen but you want to know why because you've been restricting yourself for how many goddamn years right whereas this trip, I did not feel like I binged or anything. I just finally felt like I didn't give a fuck if there was sugar in the drink at at the pool or if I ate one extra chip or like, you know what I mean? The It's so, it's just so detrimental to be stuck in such severe like food obsession and diet brain and all of that shit. And because and I've been there, so I'm speaking from experience. So when I think back to some of the trips that I've had in the past, so I think back to the very first time I went to Jamaica was the summer of 2017. And for those of you who haven't followed my diet journey in completion, and I'm gonna actually re-record it, um, that journey for you guys soon. 
2017-2018 was kind of like the peak of dieting for me and then I kind of quote unquote fell off the wagon okay which is such fucking bullshit and then I kind of dipped back into dieting a little bit before my wedding and then I've basically been clean of dieting since my wedding in the fall of 2020. So anyway when I think back to that Jamaica trip in 2017 that was at like the very beginning stages and I literally remember like making plans of like what I can and cannot have. And y'all, this was also my first time going all-inclusive ever. And going into your first all-inclusive trip on a restrictive diet is not smart. And I don't even think it was the food. Like I literally, it was the drinks. I straight up binged all of the sugary drinks because I had been depriving myself of basically sugar and carbs and whatnot for for a while then that I basically got severely ill because <laughs> I ingested so many sugary drinks. And what I mean by ill, I mean like like heartburn. And it was like, I remember just being miserable with like heartburn, but yet I literally couldn't stop. Like I knew I needed to switch to something less sugary, but I was like, this is my one chance here. And like, that is all I drank. And so that is a prime example of restriction leading to binging. And then another one, this is the one that stands out to me a little bit more, is when I went to Cabo in 2018. And this is probably when I was at my thinnest. And I remember just being so self-conscious. This is probably one of the most self-conscious trips I had been on, even though I was at one of my thinnest like times in life. And that's what's crazy to me is I think we automatically assume we're going to be so confident once we're smaller. And for me, that literally wasn't true. Once I became smaller, the only thing I kept chasing the smaller version of that and then the smaller version of that and then the smaller version, like it's fucking unhealthy. And I look back at the pictures from that trip and I was like, what the fuck were you thinking? But I remember being on that trip and all I could think about was basically how big I looked. And like now, and like I was like drunkenly saying these comments about my body out loud to other people too. That is what's wild to me is like some of my friends have said, they're like, oh my God, like I remember you talking about how unhappy you were with your body on that trip or if you looked fat in this angle or fat in that photo and talking about how you weren't going to eat the carbs at dinner and like all of this fucking bullshit. And on top of that, I also remember being proud of my like obsessive behavior. Like I posted pictures of me running this running laps on the stairs in a hundred like degree heat down there, which also is fine. Like I, I do personally love exercising on vacation. It to me it's like a vibe. I love going to the gym at all inclusive resorts and shit like that. But this was not like out of fun. Okay. I was not doing this out of fun. I was doing this because I knew I was going to eat and drink a lot that weekend and I felt guilty about it. So I was forcing myself to run the stairs outside of our resort. Like, fucking come on. Right. And posting like pictures of my protein shakes because I was so proud of myself for having just a protein shake for breakfast instead of like something else. And it's like, ugh, you miss out on so much of life doing that, that like when you're so overly concerned about 
what your body looks like in this picture, how much sugar is in that drink, how many carbs are in that, blah, 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 blah. Or having, feeling the need to work off what you're eating. Like you're missing out on the fun. You're missing out on life. Like diet culture steals so much fucking happiness from us, you guys. And so that kind of brings me to this trip. I didn't really realize it at first, but this is the first trip that I was not thinking about my body at all, like at all. And that's so weird to say because I literally wore things on this trip outside of my comfort zone. I wore a string bikini. I wore a fitted dress two of the nights. I wore this strappy one piece thing. And so I was the most out of my comfort zone in terms of what I had wore this weekend. And yet it was the least I had ever, I had thought about my body. Because I even think too, we went all inclusive for our honeymoon at the end of 2020 as well. And that was when I had just kind of given up dieting. But I remember still being super self-conscious and still like wanting to look thinner or like caring about looking thin or like I remember making Kevin repose with photos, like for photos with me like 50 times because it wasn't the right angle, blah, blah, blah. I just wish I could bottle up an ounce of what it feels like to be able to go on a trip like that and not give a fuck about what you look like and not give a fuck about what people think about you. And I know some of you listening are going to be like, okay, yeah, can you bottle that up or how do I get there? I'm going to give you some tips, but really, really, it's putting in the fucking work, y'all. It's been al- it's been almost two years that I've been on this anti-diet journey and body acceptance journey. And I just now, just now had my first trip where I can confidently say I wasn't thinking about my body. Like, that is wild. Fucking wild. Okay, anyway, where this wraps in. We got 4th of July weekend coming up. I'm sure some of you guys have fun summer shit coming up. Uh, Here's a few things that we're not going to do. We're not going to restrict ourselves, okay, on these weekends. We're not going to work out extra hard to make up for what we ate or drink. Because also, you guys, that's fucking bullshit. Like, our bodies, like, run on, like, a 24-hour cycle. And I mean, not circadian rhythm type shit because then women are 28 day cycle, whatever. But like, it it doesn't fucking matter. You do not need to starve yourself on Tuesday, July 5th because you feel like you ate too much on Monday, July 4th. You're not going to force yourself to run a half marathon on Tuesday, July 5th because you feel like you ate too much or didn't work out on Monday, July 4th. Like, no. Deep breath, y'all. We're not going to do that. You want to know why? Because we are going to live in the moment. We're still going to listen to our bodies, okay? So if you are out at the family picnic and you're full, stop eating. That's okay. Even Even if there's stuff left on your plate, it's okay. All right? It's not wasteful. If you're full, listen to your body. But if you're hungry, you're also going to listen to your body, right? If you want to go for a walk in the morning because you're like, oh my gosh, this, like I did that on this trip. It wasn't because I felt like I had to work out. My friend and I just wanted to go on a walk one morning, like go on a walk, listen to your body. 
but truly listen to your body and not the little diet brain voice in the back of your head that says you're not fucking good enough to accept your body as it is. Because that brain in the back of your head is a fucking liar. A fucking liar. And also, do you want to know the biggest thing that I realized this weekend when I, when I didn't care about what my body looked like? It was the first time I also realized, and I know I've said this many times before, I, I preach it where I'm like, people are, th- or you're thinking about your body way more than anybody else is thinking about your body. As soon as I let go of thinking about my own body 24-7, I realized fucking nobody there was thinking about my body. Not a single person. I didn't, I like not at all. Nobody gave a shit. I was the biggest one of all of our friends on this trip. Nobody fucking cared. Nobody treated me any different. Nobody liked me less. Nobody hit on me less. Like all these boys at the pool. Like it like we we set ourselves up for this narrative that people will like us less because our body isn't big enough, thin enough, muscular enough, um, curvy enough, proportionate enough. Like, oh, I'm, I'm thin, but I don't have big enough boobs or I don't have a big enough ass. Like, no, nobody fucking is thinking about that shit, you guys. That is all in our goddamn heads. Also, if you do, I will add to this. If you do have friends that do make you feel like shit about being the bigger friend or the skinnier friend or the less curvy friend or whatever, they're not your friends, okay? So like shout out to the girls from this weekend. Like nobody made me feel self-conscious or any less, less than either. <sighs> but yeah. Okay, I feel like I didn't even give you guys any tips in this episode. I feel like I just vented a lot. But I just want to let you guys know that I relate. Like, I have been there for so many years in the place of struggling with the guilt of food and drink and exercise on vacations and feeling like it's depriving me of fun, but feeling like I'm going to go into a binge if I let myself... And feeling like all I can think about is my body and if I look good in this angle and if I can wear a swimsuit here or whatnot. And I just want to let you guys know I love you and I'm holding space for you and continuing to educate yourself and like tuning into to episodes like this that maybe push you out of your comfort zone and or doing things outside of your comfort zone, like wear the fucking string bikini, right? And you'll see, you'll see changes happen when we when we push ourselves outside of our comfort zone. But I just want to let you guys know that I'm here for you. There is light at the end of this tunnel, but sometimes it takes work. But time, you are worth putting the time into doing that work, right? It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be a rocky road to get to a place where you accept your body. But I'm telling you guys, it's so fucking magical, like magic. So, okay, I love you guys so much. Wear the fucking bikini this weekend. Drink whatever the fuck you want to drink. Eat whatever the fuck you want to eat. You are worthy of loving yourself as you are. You are worthy of tuning in to what's happening in your life instead of being solely tuned in to what your body looks like. You are you are so worthy of enjoying the moments in life instead of depriving yourself of them. And you're fucking hot. You're fucking hot. So you can do whatever you want. Wear whatever you want eat whatever you want. I love you guys. I love you. I love you. I love you. Um, I'm going to say we'll chat next week. <laughs> uh, possibly body dysmorphia next week. Um, otherwise, I feel like there's another topic that I wanted to talk about. 
Um, yeah. Anyway, we'll see. There will be an episode next week. I love you guys so much and we'll chat soon.